Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, expert speaker. And this podcast is for you if you want to be a better speaker, facilitator, presenter or trainer. It's full of practical tools, tips and techniques to help you be better. This podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk. In this episode, we're going to look at the things you say or do on stage when you're speaking at a conference, which draw attention away from what you want people to focus on. So typically at a conference, you have a message you want to get across, you perhaps have uh, something you'd like to convince people of, you have a new announcement to make, if you're at a pitch or sales event, of course, you're attempting to put your ideas across, your product across... Uh, Or maybe you're working with a team of people and you'd like them to start to work differently, to behave in a different way. But in all these situations, you have a key message that you want to get across. And frequently, when people are speaking, uh, they sabotage their own efforts. And they do this in a variety of different ways. Now, some of these you will know about and some of these will be perhaps a bit of a surprise to you. What happens is that all of us have a number of habits And these habits, day-to-day, are usually fine. So the kinds of phrases you say, the kinds of things you do, the kinds of ways you behave and move are all absolutely fine. And you've heard in other episodes of Be A Better Speaker that I always try to push towards being yourself on stage. This is an important thing to do. The, the, The more close yourself you are, the less stress you will feel. You, you'll feel more natural. It's therefore easier to just be yourself and talk. But there are some habits that we have that really don't help. So I call these upstages. Now, if you have any experience of working in drama or theatre, you'll know about the phrase of upstaging. And upstaging is when the audience's attention is drawn to someone that they shouldn't be looking at at that particular time. So to give you a, a simple example, if you've ever been to see um, a bit of amateur theatre, for example, maybe a pantomime, you might have noticed once or twice that there's a whole load of people on stage. There's a bit of conversation happening near the front and you're supposed to be watching that and listening to that, but your attention is drawn to perhaps some of the people at the back of the stage. And these are supposed to be villagers all listening to what's going on, but maybe one of them is overdoing it a little bit. So you'll see this often in in amateur theatre. They're having quite a good time. They're enjoying themselves. They're they're joining in with whatever they're supposed to be doing. But actually, you're noticing them instead of the key activity or the key conversation near the front of the stage. Now, that would be called upstaging. And upstaging happens often because there are certain habits that we have that on stage draw far more attention than we realise. Now, the easiest way to explain this is to get into some some examples for you. So let's look at physical upstaging first. Um, Now, if you have long hair, you may be in the habit of twizzling your hair or flicking the hair out of your eyes. Now, I, I offer no comment on having long hair or the habits that go with long hair, except to say that when you do it on stage it starts to become noticed and it starts to upstage what it is you're saying. Now, the best way that I can bring this to your attention is if you think about all of the various people you've seen on stage, it's far easier to notice this. 
you would have probably noticed that on occasions you start to notice a little habit that somebody has. So hair flicking is one of them. Sometimes people have beards and they're a bit of a beard stroker. Again, no comments on whether or not that's something you want to be doing. But on stage, when you start to notice it, and this is why it's important, you're noticing that rather than paying attention to what is being said. And this is why it's called upstaging. Your focus is now going on something, a habit, often a habit the person doesn't even know about, rather than what it is that they are endeavouring to put across. Let's stay with physical upstagers. I, I noticed um, when I was younger, uh, whenever I spoke to somebody who was older than me and I wanted to show them something that uh, I needed them to read or, or look at, they did that weird kind of holding from a distance, then holding close to their eyes and then glasses on, glasses off. Now I've reached an age where I'm doing exactly the same thing. Um, but those glasses that people wear and take off and fiddle with and play with the arms of the glasses are all strong upstaging activities that draw attention away from what it is you want people to notice. I've spoken in other episodes about the clothing that you choose to wear and I offer no comment on what you choose to wear except to say if what you choose to wear is drawing attention to you in ways you like or don't like then you are upstaging yourself merely by virtue of what you're wearing. Sometimes uh, people who have pockets have things in those pockets and it is the most irritating thing when you see somebody on stage jangling their change in their pockets. And you'll notice I'm resisting all the, uh, <laughs> all the desire to make some jokes here about people with their hands in their pockets jangling change. But once you've noticed it, it's hard to not notice it. So for this reason, if you have keys or change or a phone or anything in your pocket, take those things out of your pocket. Get rid of them whilst you're on stage. Whilst we're about it, phones, devices, um, the clicker actually that people use when they are uh, advancing the slides. Sometimes people don't seem to know how to use the clicker. So every single time they want to put the slide on, they'll stare at it, they'll glare at it, they'll point the button somewhat gingerly, they'll aim the, the clicker for some reason at the screen. None of these things change advancing the pictures. And what you're doing there is just creating a series of upstage activities that are pulling away from what you do and what you're saying and what we want to be focusing on. So if you're upstaging yourself with the clicker for the slides, start to notice that and do something about it. Make it less noticeable. You just press the button, you keep on talking. Often the upstaging happens verbally and there are phrases that people use and things that people say that just become habit and so when I talk to clients about executive communications I'll talk about phrases like basically and obviously if you've ever called a call center you may have found the person at the other end regularly using the words basically or obviously to the point where they start to, to stick in your ears every time they say them and you actually start to become irritated because you're thinking well I'm asking you because it's not basic it's not obvious to me so why do you keep saying basically and obviously? You'll sometimes hear people say things like kind of and sort of. These qualifiers, um, television shows, talking to uh, reporters, uh, not reporters, talking to uh, commentators, 
will often use the phrase, in a sense. Well, in a sense, what we're seeing here. And you start to focus in on that. Low-hanging fruit. Touch base. Go for it. The bottom line, the fast track, best practice. You can pick as many of these phrases as you wish. Feels like we're in the right place. Let's take this offline. Name and shame. This is a no-win situation. <laughs> let's, let's go on for a real... Let's, let's put some flesh on the bone. Let's, let's square the circle. Let's have a dog and pony show. Now, all of these phrases, all right, and you can have as many of these phrases as you like, all of these phrases are, of themselves, depending on your perspective, irritating or lazy or harmless or cliches or actually quite useful ways to explain what you mean. And respectfully, it doesn't really matter whether you have a problem with results-driven and skill set and, and interface and core business and let's think outside that box and a strategic fit and facilitate the scoping and a win-win situation. It doesn't matter whatever you think about all those phrases. Maybe you love them. Maybe you hate them. But what I can tell you is this. At least once in your life, you have been sat listening to a speaker. And for whatever the reason, the speaker wasn't very good. And you noticed that they had a phrase they used quite a lot. Go the extra mile. Let's see the big picture. Let's get some ticks in the boxes. Let's get our ducks in a row. Let's ramp up. Let's get out of the loop. Whatever it was, you noticed they started to use a phrase. It might have been as simple as basically and obviously. And you don't have to admit this, because we both know it's true. What you started to do was to keep track of the number of times they used that phrase or that word. You may have noticed every time they twizzled their hair or jangled the change in their pockets. Or you may have just written down each time they said something. A bit of fast track, a bit of getting out of first gear, a little bit of Mission statements, of course, are always good for this. Um, but every time they said something, you jotted it down. And then you started to keep track of it. And then if it was a really boring speech, you might have started to calculate, on average, how many times they said that word or phrase in an hour. How many times they said that every minute or every five minutes. And this, of course, has a, has a name, this particular activity. It's called Bullshot Bingo. Some people call it something else, but it's a bit like bullshot bingo. People start to write these phrases down. And if you recognise this, it might feel quite harmless. And in truth, it possibly is. It's a way of passing a, a perhaps a slightly dull session or, or um, conference or, or speech that you're having to listen to. But there's a more important side to it. And that is... All the time that you were listening for those phrases and writing them down and ticking them off and then sat there calculating how many times they say that per hour, you weren't listening to what they were saying, were you? You weren't considering what it was that they were offering. You can't have been because you were focusing on the upstages. Now that was poor for them and just what it was for you. But now let's take this to its logical extreme. Because if you have some upstaging habits or some upstaging phrases or words or language, 
What do you think happens sometimes when you're speaking? Can you honestly say that you have your audiences bolted into what you're saying and considering what your message is and wondering whether or not it's something they want? Or is there a little part of you that is now wondering whether people are actually starting to count the phrases and tick them off and work out your averages? Because if that's the case, that right there is why you have to start working on your upstages and work to get away from them. You see, when you upstage yourself, when you draw attention away from your own message, you are self-sabotaging. People do it with apologies. Apologise for being nervous. Apologise for not having all the content they want. Apologise for the slides being too small. They apologise for this being a boring topic. They apologise for being too dry. They apologise because the guy in front was brilliant and they've now got to follow them. They apologise for being straight after lunch. They apologise for being before lunch. But it doesn't change the fact that all they're doing is they're giving their, the audience reasons not to listen and focus and absolutely engage and interact with their key message. So, this episode, to the point, short, and I hope thought-provoking. What I need you to start to work out is what are your upstages. Now, how are you going to do this? Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but the best way to discover them is to get yourself videoed when you're next presenting or speaking. If you're going to do this, don't make a big deal about it. Just ask a colleague to quietly and surreptitiously video you using their phone. Not to stand there with their arms outstretched and to really make it obvious that you're being filmed because that will freak out most of the audience. People don't like it when a camera is there recording. They don't want to contribute. In that case, you'll get a much more quiet audience than you're used to. But just get somebody to quietly record what's going on. Set up the phone yourself and record yourself. And then you have to go through the pain barrier. You have to sit and watch yourself. Now, often when I talk to people about reviewing their own performance, what I focus, uh, I suggest they focus on is all the bits they like. Start to get drawn to what they notice they're doing really, really well. But that is not for this particular episode. For this episode, I need you to start to notice what you notice. And these are probably going to be the upstages. I need you then to start to become aware of these and then to do something about them. Now, you can do something about it. Of course you can. You, like all of us, will have phrases or uh, jokes you say or types of language you use that you moderate depending on where you are and who you're talking to. So you need to start doing that. That is your first stage. Start to become aware of this and start to get rid of those upstages. So that's it for this episode. Uh, what I need you to do, you've just been given some ideas. You've got some things to look out for. And if you really want to see how damaging this is, just start to notice other speakers, other presenters, and start to notice their own upstages. Once you become aware of the scale of the issue, you can then perhaps start to work on your own presentation. Hope that helped. I look forward to hearing from you.
Thanks for listening to Be A Better Speaker. If you'd like to help me to keep making these podcasts for you, please consider subscribing right now. Leave a rating or leave a couple of words of encouragement. Be great to hear your reviews. My name's Graham David, expert speaker, and this podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk.